It's Fiscally Irresponsible Friday here on TM5, sponsored by Incredible Pulp and Lemonade. It's Good morning, West Georgia, and welcome in to the Morning 5 Podcast. It is another gorgeous Friday here in West Georgia, the last Friday of the month of October. Just a couple of days away from Halloween, then after Halloween is over, it is Turkey Month. Today, we have a beautiful day. Today is National American Beer Day. And because it is National American Beer Day, I will drink one of the greatest American beers and have myself a delicious Sam Adams when I get home from the football game tonight. Uh, today is also National Breadstick Day. So if you are a breadstick fan, Sit down and have a delicious American lager with your favorite style of breadstick. This weekend is action-packed with a ton of stuff going on, but first, let's get to the world's largest outdoor cocktail party, uh, UGA versus Florida. Georgia right now is a 14.5-point favorite. I think that's generous. Uh, I think anybody who is looking at this game and thinks that Florida can keep it within two touchdowns uh, I, I don't know what you've seen to think that. I think 14 and a half points uh, favor for Georgia is very, very generous. I know it's a rivalry game. I know you throw out the schedules in games like this. I know they're tight, but uh, this should be not a very close contest if if I if everything I see uh, kind of adds up and gets correct. Uh, Georgia's getting better week by week, um, but they can they sustain it on offense with Brock Byers? That's the big question I have out of Georgia's offense this week is what what is the offense for Georgia going to look like down the stretch without arguably the best player in all of college football? Uh, and, and their schedule, you know, outside, outside of this Florida game, their schedule to end the year this year, it's sort of brutal, man. I know people. I know people have given Georgia crap about their strength of schedule. I think they're 91st in the nation right now in their strength of schedule. Uh, but I, that Florida this week rivalry game. Next week they're home versus Misery, who they are. They're a good team. Next week they're home versus Ole Miss, good team. The next week they're on the road versus Tennessee, also a good team. I mean that is that's four. Ga- that's four games in a row right there, uh, where they have. I, I mean they have to face some really really good talent. Uh, some really good teams. So it's going to be interesting to see what this offense does without Brock Byers down the stretch. Maybe it's not going to play a big impact in this Florida game, uh, but when you when you do Florida, Misery, Old Miss, Tennessee, back to back to back to back, like that adds up, man. That adds up. Uh, UGA doesn't have as good of a sideline to sideline speed as they had in previous years, but Florida has to get their run game going if they want any chance of winning. If UGA can make Graham Mertz throw the ball, uh, all day long, the dogs are gonna feed. The dogs are gonna feast. Georgia's not as fast, like I said, defensively from sideline to sideline as they were last year. They're still really good. They're still a very, very good defense. They're still a very fast, very physical, very good defense. But they're not as fast as they were sideline to sideline. And if Florida wants any chance to stay in this game, they're gonna have to run the ball. They're gonna have to run the ball, control the clock. Don't let Georgia make you one-dimensional, which I think Georgia will successfully do against Florida. Uh, you can't put it all on Grant Mertz's shoulder either. Grant Mertz is a 
He's a quarterback. He is certainly a quarterback in the NCAA, and that's about all I can say about Graham Mertz. But you can't make you can't be one dimensional if you're Florida and want a chance to win this game. I don't think this game is particularly close. I think this is going to be quite the blowout, and Georgia fans are going to have fun with this one. I'm I give me UGA winning and covering. I think Georgia wins this 40 to 17. 40 to 17 is the final. Florida is somewhere around a two touchdown team, I think. Maybe even less. But give me give me give, give me UGA 40 to 17. I, I think I think Florida will probably somewhere be around 14 points. Uh, but give me uh give me Georgia 40 to 17. Falcons are on the road this weekend. They travel up to Tennessee to take on a Titans team that I believe are sellers right now at the trade deadline. Uh, it seems like they're sellers. They just traded away one of their really good safeties. They've been shopping around Derrick Henry over the past couple of days. The Tennessee Titans are not contenders, but that does not mean that the Falcons can walk into Tennessee and just go get a win. You know how our Falcons do, man. Like Games that we should win, we don't, and games that it looks like we probably shouldn't win, we do. Uh, so one o'clock, or the, uh, the the Georgia Florida game is three thirty on CBS. By the way, uh, the Falcons Titans game one o'clock on CBS. Uh, Titans defense is good; they're eleventh in points per game and third in the red zone, which uh, we know the Falcons are struggling in right now. Not great red zone offense from the Falcons. It's not going to get any easier this week against the Titans. Now those numbers were with, and now I'm drawing a blank on who that safety's name was, but I know the Titans just. I know they just traded away. Uh, who was it? Um, they traded away one of their safeties, one of their defensive players who was really good, but I forget his move or I forget his name. Uh, the defense is good for the Titans, very, very good. Offensively, though, for the Titans, it's pretty poop. It's it, it, it's it's pretty poop. And this week, uh, Tannehill is going to be out, so Levis and Willis are both going to play. Malik Willis and Will Levis are both going to play. And from what Mike Vrabel has said, he's going to like platoon them and rotate them in and out during the game. I like you wouldn't high school or maybe even college. I don't really understand the. I, I don't. I don't understand what Mike Vrabel's trying to do there. That's kind of an odd situation. You don't see that in the NFL. Like this isn't. Uh, this I don't know. This isn't college. This isn't high school. You don't platoon quarterbacks. You don't rotate them in and out. But. Hell, that's what he said he was going to do, and we'll see if he can do it. Uh, the Falcons' defense should feast as well, a defense that I think is top five in the league against an offense that is bottom five in the league in points per games, and uh, they're near damn dead last in third down efficiency. Third down efficiency for the Titans has been a struggle all year. Titans are probably going to just pound Henry all game, I would assume, which plays right into Atlanta's strengths. Right now, Atlanta is holding running backs to 3.6 yards per carry, which is good for top five in the NFL. This defense for the Falcons is legit, guys. This defense for the Falcons is legit. And if we can just get a semi-pulse out of Desmond Ritter, uh, this team should walk away with the NFC South. There is nobody in the NFC South right now that is any good. Everybody is crap. Uh, Buccaneers just lost last night to the Beals. So if the Falcons can get just a, a, a small amount of consistent play from Desmond Ritter, there's no reason the Falcons shouldn't walk away with the NFC South. This is a game the Falcons should win. I don't know if they will. Falcons right now, two and a half point favorite on the road. The over-under is 35 and a half. That is, that is very, very low for an NFL game. I would be very tempted to take the over there. Uh, both offenses, though, kind of suck, and both defenses are pretty good. So I understand why the over-under is at 35 and a half. Uh, give me the Falcons, though. Falcons on the road. Falcons to cover. 
And I think they come home victorious, five and three on the season. They'll uh, even up their away record at two and two. Once again, that game is at one o'clock on CBS on Sunday. Let's get to some Friday Night Lights actions tonight. A lot of things are going to be determined tonight on Friday night. Bremen is at Adairsville. Adairsville right now, seven-point favorites. This is the region championship, essentially. Bremen walks into Adairsville and gets a win tonight. They are region champions. They walk out with a loss. Adairsville is region champions. Bremen right now undefeated in the region on the year. This is a massive, massive game for all of our Blue Devils and Rooster Russell out there. This would be the first region championship uh, for Bremen. Uh, let me see. I know Billy Billy told me a couple times this is like um, their first region championship doo, 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 since 2008. First region championship since 2008, and this will be Bremen's uh, after the after they beat a Daresville after they beat a Daresville tonight. This is this will be Bremen's first region championship since 2008, and Bremen's first region championship ever in any classification other than single A. So go up there and take care of business, Blue Devils and Rooster Russell against a Daresville. Uh, come back home with an undefeated region record, and then we'll take on LFO next week. So Bremen on the road versus Adairsville. Uh, that'll be on WBHS, guys, if you want to watch it. Uh, everything uh, Tim Araquazo does out there for WBHS is top class. I mean, just top notch. His stuff is, it, it looks like you're watching a game on ESPN. It really does. It's great. Uh, Carrollton's on the road at Campbell. That should be an absolute cakewalk. Carrollton right now favored by 42. There is no reason that Carrollton shouldn't cover. Campbell is pretty terrible. Um, so that is sort of a formality, and that's the last regular season game for the Carrollton Trojans. Uh, they should roll. They should go up there and roll. Central is on the road at Northwest Whitfield. Big game for the Central Lions as well. Still battling for that undefeated record and an undefeated region uh, title. They are going for their first region championship. Central is since 2014 and only their second region championship since 1987. So a big matchup tonight versus Northwest Whitfield. Northwest Whitfield, I believe in the standings, is right behind Central at number two. They're, yeah, they're six and two on the year, two and one in region. The uh, the losses for Northwest Whitfield have come to Ringgold and Heritage of Katusa. And uh, I did, uh, for some reason, I keep thinking Central played Ringgold, but they did not. So big matchup for the Central Lions tonight. Central is a 27-point favorite. That's a lot, man. I think they're going to go up to Northwest Whitfield and get the win for sure. But a 27-point favorite on the road versus a, uh, we'll, we'll call them a region rival. Uh, but a, a very big game for our Central Lions. I think they go on the road and get the win. Harrelson County, 20-point favorites on the road at Murray County. Big matchup for our Rebels. They need to keep winning to be in playoff contention. And I think they get it. I think they get it tonight. Murray County, not a very good team. They've only won one game all year. It's kind of the same as uh, Harrelson County. But Harrelson County's played a lot better than, than Murray County has. Uh, I think Harrelson County goes on the road. They get a win, and they keep their playoff hopes alive. It's going to bring it all down the next week versus Fannin County for our Rebels. Fannin County also, they're on the road at Rockmart. We need Fannin County to lose to Rockmart, which uh, that should not be a problem. As long as Fannin County loses to Rockmart this week and Harrelson County beats Murray County this week, we're going to go into a bounty next week with Fannin County versus Harrelson County. That will be for a playoff spot. Temple on the road at Heard County. Temple is an 11-point favorite on the road down in Heard County. This line kind of surprised me yesterday when we saw it come out. I really thought Heard County would be like a 
the three-point favorite. But uh, right now, Temple on the road at Hurd County, another big region matchup. This will essentially decide the two seed. I don't believe either one of these teams is going to get the one seed. Uh, for Hurd County to get the one seed, they would need Lamar County to beat Cro- or excuse me, they would need Crawford County to beat Lamar County and Temple to beat uh, Crawford. No, Hurd County can still get the one seed. Excuse me, I'm getting these confused. Hurd County can still get the one seed if they win tonight and they win at Lamar County next week. It's going to be a very tall task for our Hurd County Braves. Lamar County is a very, very good team. Temple also can still get the region championship. They need to win tonight and they need to beat Crawford next week. And they need Lamar County to lose along uh, along there somewhere as well. They either need to lose at Crawford County, not going to happen, or lose to Hurd County. Possibly could happen. Possibility. Uh, but I think this matchup tonight will be determining the two seed in Region 4A Division 1. Uh, Lamar County should win this region. And whoever wins the Herd versus Temple game probably be the two seed and have the right to host a home playoff game in round one. Temple should have no problem next week against Crawford County uh, after the Herd County game tonight. Crawford has a really good quarterback, but Temple should take care of business right there. Mount Zion on the road at Christian Heritage. This is sort of like the uh, Temple versus her. This is going to be a battle to see who's going to host the playoff game. Neither Miles Zion or Christian Heritage is going to uh, is going to have anything for for Bowden. Bowden already took care of business against Christian Heritage. Mount Zion plays Bowden next week. Mount Zion could still technically win the region if they beat Christian Heritage this week, but beating Bowden next week, I just I I don't think that's going to happen for Mount Zion. So this is essentially a battle for who's going to finish in second and host a playoff game right now. Christian Heritage, a 20-point home favorite. I don't think Christian Heritage is going to cover on this. I see Mount Zion making this close. I don't think Mount Zion is going to beat Christian Heritage, but it's, it's going to be a game, man. I, it, it wouldn't surprise me if this is a one-possession game going into the fourth quarter. Brad Gordon keeping it close and giving his Mount Zion Eagles a shot to host a playoff game out there at the Eagles' nest, but I think Christian Heritage ultimately comes away with his game victorious. Uh, and then Villarica on the road. Remember, folks, the Villarica at Jackson game tonight is at 5.30. Wes and I will be on the call. Uh, coverage will start at 5 o'clock, and then at 5.30, we will have the game. Villarica is a nine-point road favorite. Jackson is a good team, man. Uh, Jackson is a good team. It, it's kind of hard to figure out what they are just looking at their schedule. Uh, I mean, they, they beat Banneker, and then they lost to Lithia Springs, Chapel Hill, Mays, and Creekside. So there's no reason we shouldn't continue that losing streak for Jackson, put it on them tonight, put up a couple tutties, go ahead and blow them out of the water. I'm going to take Villarica minus nine. I think Villarica covers, uh, and they get a big region win, which is going to set up a massive showdown versus Villarica and Chapel Hill next week, uh, pretty much to decide who is going to finish third and fourth in the region. You want to finish in third, folks. You want to finish in third. You want to be playing east side in round one. You do not want to finish in fourth and play Jefferson. Jefferson's got a ton of great players all over the field. And if I'm not mistaken, Jefferson is a top 10 team, I think, this year right now in 5A. Uh, Eastside is also a good team, but not nearly as good as Jefferson. So you want to sew up that three seed. On the Marine South scoreboard from yesterday, down in Columbus in softball, Hurd County beats the previously unbeaten Prince Avenue Christian 6-5. That was Prince Avenue Christian first loss all year long. They were 34-0 going into that game, and Hurd County took care of business. Temple Beach trying 10-6 to keep their championship hopes alive as well. 
Bowden falls to Glasscock County 7-4, and unfortunately, that will knock the uh, Lady Red Devils out of the uh, tournament down there in Columbus. Great run, though. Great run, great season from the Bowden Lady Red Devils softball team out there. Competitive bunch, making it down to Columbus. That's a big accomplishment, man. On the Smith's floor coverings, games and events calendar for tonight in softball, Mount Vern, or excuse me, Mount uh, Heard County. I'm reading the t- other team first. Heard County plays Mount Vernon at 3 p.m. today. If Heard County, let me rephrase that, when Heard County beats Mount Vernon, they will sew their place up in the championship game. The championship match for them will take place on Friday at 1 p.m. That's really weird. Or excuse me, Saturday at 1 p.m. Today is Friday. Heard County versus Mount Vernon at 3 p.m. today on Field 1 down in Columbus. After Heard County takes care of business versus Mount Vernon, they will await the winner of Bacon County, Dade County, Prince Avenue, Christian, Temple, and Mount Vernon. They will face one of those teams in the championship, and whoever they face in the championship will have to beat Heard County two games uh, in a row. So good luck with that one. Good luck with that one. Heard County is three, or excuse me, two wins away from another state title. That'll be back to back to back to back state titles for Heard County. They're going to do it. They're going to do it. Uh, Temple plays Prince Avenue Christian at 11 a.m. today. Big matchup for Temple. Let's see if they can keep that momentum rolling over from the try-in game and and hand Prince Avenue Christian their second loss of the year. That would be pretty cool if Heard County and Temple both handed Prince Avenue Christian their first and second loss of the year and knocked them out of the the tournament down there in Seabus. That would be neat. In volleyball on Saturday, guys, get up to Westminster. Huge matchup for our Central Lady Lions. Huge matchup. They are in the final four tomorrow, 3 p.m. at Westminster. Our Central Lions uh, go up there and take on Pace Academy. If Central wins tomorrow, win Central wins tomorrow, they will earn their right in the state championship game at Lake Point on November 4th at 11 a.m. So they'll have a whole week off to get ready for the state championship game at Lake Point. Got to take care of business today from the Central Lady Lions. Beat Pace Academy right now. Pace Academy um, has not lost a single set yet in the volleyball playoffs this year for Georgia. So Central Lady Lions go up there and take care of business tomorrow. Tomorrow at 3 p.m. at Westminster. If you can, get up there and support those Central Lady Lions. Let's get to the Incredible Pulp Soft Earned Dollars segment for today. Uh, I've earned $182.75 overall this year. Started off with $15, and we're all the way up to $182.75. My surefire locks of the weeks this weekend. Florida, under 16.5 points. That is a minus 115. I think Georgia's defense is going to absolutely dominate them. I know I have Georgia 40-17 over Florida, but I honestly probably think that Florida is going to end up somewhere between the 10 and 14 range uh, tomorrow versus Georgia. Give me Florida under 16 and a half points at a minus 115. Give me Donovan Smith, the quarterback for the Houston. Uh, crap, what's Houston's mascot? Almost call him the Houston Jaguars, but that's not it. I forget what Houston's mascot is. Uh, give me Donovan Smith, the Houston quarter, or the uh, the Houston quarterback, over 240 and a half passing yards tomorrow. Uh, Donovan Smith has been absolutely on fire the past couple of weeks, and he has been slinging the pill all over the place for that Houston. He's got a he's got a wide receiver out there for Houston 
Um, and I forget his name, but he is super, super good. One of the most talented kids that I've seen a wide receiver this year. And that's saying a lot because uh, I watch the Buckeyes almost every single week. Is, uh, let's see, Houston's. What's that? Um, what's what's his wide receiver's name out there? He's really good. Matthew Golden. Matthew Golden is that wide receiver out in Houston. And that kid is electric, man. That kid is really, really good. So give me uh, Donovan Smith, the Houston quarterback, over 240 and a half passing yards this weekend. They actually have a decent opponent this weekend. Again, uh, they take on Kansas State, 5-2 and two Kansas State. And then give me Pats at Dolphins. Give me the over at 45 and a half. Those two teams, I think the Dolphins might cover the 45 and a half just by themselves. The Pats don't really have an, an offensive pulse. But I think the Dolphins can at least get to 38, and then the Pats will add in 10 to 14 uh, on top of that 38 from the Dolphins. Let's hit up another cup of coffee brought to you by Realtor Hannah Strawn with Robert Goolsby Real Estate Group. The NBA is investigating if the 76ers' James Harden violated participation policy. Dude, this saga has been going on with James Harden and the 76ers up there. He doesn't show up to practice for 10 days. The 76ers said it was an excused absence from practice. I don't know what's really going on up there. There's no way I would have James Harden on my roster. Him and Kyrie Irving are just absolute cancers in the locker room, and they're not worth the headache. They're not worth the diva mentality and the headache. So, uh, yeah, James Harden doing James Harden things up in Philadelphia. Josh Allen shakes off injury scare and leads the Bills Back to victory. Josh Allen was running all around last night, man. Running all around. Uh, Allen got tackled near his feet and caused him to stumble on the ground for a two-yard loss and landed right on his throwing shoulder. Uh, he did come back into the game and led the led the Bills to victory last night. But Josh Allen looked pretty good, man. I'm not sure what to make of this Bills team, to be completely honest with you. Uh, he had 324 passing yards last night, two tutties and an INT. Uh, rush for 41. I just don't know what to make to this Bills team. I watched them last night, and I'm like, okay, yeah, they look like a legit good team. Uh, but it was against the Bucks, who are not terribly great. And I, I don't know. They're just a very Jekyll and Hyde team right now. Frustrated Dalvin Cook has talked to his agent and Jets GM about possibly getting a trade. Dalvin Cook, who only had three carries for 12 yards in the Jets' last game, a Week 6 victory over the Eagles, has been the subject of a lot of trade speculation. The trade deadline is Tuesday at 4 p.m. I wouldn't be surprised to see Dalvin Cook and Derrick Henry both on the move before Tuesday at 4 p.m. The FBI joins probe into ex-Michigan uh, assistant coach. Uh, Deputy Chief Melissa Overton confirmed that the FBI has invited uh, is involved to ESPN on Thursday, adding that the investigation is extensive and ongoing and is of the utmost priority and covers multiple states. Right now, there is no evidence pointing, no hard evidence pointing towards Jim Harbaugh uh, spearheaded this or even knew of this that was it was going on. Now, obviously, that's not the case. Jim Harbaugh obviously knew what was going on and probably led this, but if there's no hard evidence to point to it, obviously, there's nothing you can do about it with Jim Harbaugh. Uh, one of the things that I learned yesterday after doing some video watching was this um, Stallions guy was leaking information to opponents of teams that they didn't want to see in the college football playoffs. They have they have gotten documents from Stallions saying, hey, if this team makes the college football playoffs, we might have a hard time beating them. Uh, and one of the most glaring instances was two years ago when South Carolina took on Tennessee 
Uh, South Carolina didn't have a pulse offensively going into that game. And, De- and uh, Spencer Rattler was terrible. I mean, he was horrible all season long. And lo and behold, somehow, after the Tennessee game, Spencer Rattler threw for like 4 million yards and six tutties, and South Carolina put up like 60 points. the week A week after putting up only like three or six points. So, and, and Stallions was at the Tennessee game, and Tennessee was one of the teams that Stallions, we believe, thinks that, ten- that Michigan was going to have trouble with, that they kind of earmarked to try to knock out of the college football playoffs before they got there. So this is getting this is getting weird, man. This this whole investigation is getting weird. Today in 1991 in the Baseball World Series, Minnesota Twins beat the Atlanta Braves 1 to nothing in 10 innings in game 7. Uh, they win their second title since moving to Minneapolis. The MVP was Twins pitcher Jack Morris. Remember folks, it is October and it is the month of depression for the Atlanta Braves. So any negative news I can bring from the Atlanta Braves, I'm going to bring it to you because I'm still pissed off and mad about the way the Braves season ended this year. I'm also still pissed off and mad about the Braves season, the way it ended in 1999. Today today in 1999, the World Series, the New York Yankees beat the Atlanta Braves 4-1 to in Game 4 at Yankee Stadium to sweep the Braves and retain the title. The MVP for the Yankees was closer Mariano Rivera. Nothing but depression in the month of October for us Atlanta Braves fans, and that's how we like it down here, damn it. That's how we like it in Atlanta. For Billy Lindahl, I am Bryce Sparling. Thank you for hanging out with us this week. We will start a fresh week next week, the first sort of half week of November and also Halloween on Tuesday. Tune in to Hometown Sports Media tonight for all of the amazing Friday Night Lights action, and we will see you on Monday, same time, same place. Shake your neighbors! Just shake them! Shake your neighbors!